Welcome to episode 268 of Coffee Pods and Wads, um, the first of 2023. Happy New Year. New Year is upon us. And you can kickstart it the right way with GoWad and Whoop. You can commit to improving your sleep, your recovery, and your flexibility and performance. You can go to the App Store and download GoWad for a free 14-day trial. See what all the fuss is about, their extensive library of protocols for pre- and post-workout, and see why it's used by so many people worldwide. You can also go to join.whoop.com forward slash cpw to get a free 4.0 and discounted membership to track all sorts of metrics to work towards a big push for this year. Uh, Rad launched almost a year ago today and have grown to an extraordinary company. It's actually ridiculous when you think it was only a year ago that they started. Rad-Global to keep up to date with all of their releases this year. And Fitter launched the white label over the festive period in the busiest time of year for coaches and PTs. Stand out from the crowd and build your community your way by showing your colors and your branding. Get.fitter.training to be powered by the same crew as HWPO, and Josh Bridges, among others. The news with LSKD, lskd.co is where you can go to be fashionable in 2023 and look the part, even if you can't really do anything, you can still look good. They've got the perfect blend of fitness and street fashion to keep you going for the year. Where else would you go with the first news of the year other than to hype as if it needs it, Wadapalooza. It kicks off next week and the more names and teams that get announced, the harder it is to pick a winner or anyone to finish anywhere. Fikowski and Vellner, they're going to battle it out on the individual stage on Thursday and Friday before teaming up up with Jeff Adler for Saturday and Sunday taking on uh, the Smith brothers Froning Tyler and Samuel they've got a team Can BKG and Tola uh, heaps of others as well Annie Katrin and Mal O'Brien will take on the likes of Emma Quay, Jacqueline Dalstrom and Sola Segura daughter along with former Mayhem Dewar Taylor and Andrea they're teaming up with Daniel Rannan oh, it's actually just frankly ridiculous um, the level of team and individual that are taking part in that competition if you want to be included in the news next week or any week in 2023 just dm or email it's uh, coffeepodsandwads at gmail.com or you can dm at coffeepodsandwads on instagram today's episode is from a youtube live with james newbury that we recorded on new year's day we chat about his switch away from all in on crossfit and his love of experiences as well as his upbringing and his decision to go meat free and the pbs that came with it enjoy listen share and tag How are you? Mate, I am great. What's going on? You Happy good? New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Yeah. Um, I honestly never thought this would happen. <laughs> really? <laughs> I remember, that? I remember, I, I'm, I'm not saying any of this to make you feel bad. So please don't nah. think I am. Um, nah, but I, I remember when you, I think it was after you did, maybe came back from America after demo team, I think. And I was oh, like, I was yeah. like, you were in quarantine for like fucking a year. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'll definitely get him now. He's literally staring at a wall. And then it didn't happen. I was like, I mean, if I can't get him when he's stuck in a hotel room, like with, you know, two feet of space, it's literally never going to happen. Um, but I'm, oh, I'm thrilled man. you're here. Oh, mate, me too. Thank you so much for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, that was a... That was a pretty hectic time for me, actually, during that, that period. It was, um, it was a lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> there, there, was, there was lots of stuff going on, but that was particularly a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, like, it's kind of fun. I was, like, I was kind of making notes, and I was like, oh, what, what, what will I ask him about? And I was like, I was like okay, I'll go through some of, the, some of the stuff he's done, like some of the sports or whatever. Um, Jesus, like, you've done an awful lot of stuff. 
<laughs> like yeah. e but even just in the last like 12 months like yeah so yeah. I, I was like okay um <clears throat> look at this bullshit wild zombie glad to see someone truly attractive on here <laughs> fuck you um so i was looking i was like right okay crossfit they're like that's how i know you that's the obvious like starting point and then i was like oh i must ask him about like doing triathlons because he, he he seems to do one of those like every second day and then i was like oh iron man like that's you know or iron iron men iron man races iron I'm, men yeah um and i was like he's done a lot of them like that's and then i was like oh didn't he do powerlifting meet like in the last year as well i think and then i i'm pretty sure i saw him do a strong man as well at one point and then i was like and bobsledding i was like there's literally nothing left like you like <laughs> have you ever played a ball sport that's all the only thing i can think of that's missing yeah, I played um I played rugby league at a fairly high level. Um I was national national level rugby league player when I was in my teenage years. Wow. Um I yeah, I played that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to play professional rugby league. That's all I wanted to do. Played a bit of union as well. Um but yeah, made made state like lots of state teams for I think made state teams for about 8 years and then um made an Australian team when I was 15 and then I made a another schoolboys team when I was 18. Um, so that's like, uh, Australian, Australian B tier, B tier okay. level. Um, and then I went and played semi pro over in, um, Brisbane and, and New South Wales. So getting paid to play. Uh, and then that's when I found CrossFit. So yeah, ball sports. Yeah. I've done ball sports. Uh, like, were you, uh, so you're obviously active in rugby growing up. Are you, is, is your family active? Like, was it kind of a natural, you just try everything and you, were you like, but see, it's it's just feels unlikely that of all the all the sports that you seem to have tried, you seem to be obviously you're putting in a lot of hard work and stuff. But you seem to be very naturally gifted just when it comes to like physicality. Um, I I think I think just I think growing up doing lots of different stuff like mum and dad were always encouraging of going and playing new sports. So um, I think one I think if you start young you pick up all these skills and then those skills compound as you get older. So mm. if you're, if you're learning, if you're learning skills when you're four, three and four and five and six, seven, um, and you're picking those things up, when you get given the opportunities to play these new sports, as you get older, you're a little bit better than just a little bit, not a lot, but just yeah. a little bit better than everybody else. And that encourages you, encourages you to do more. So yeah. it's a compounding effect. So, if you if you jump into something and you and you're not very good at, like initially, um, it's not as for for a child it's not as appealing to continue on. And that was my first experience when I was about eight years old. I was terrible at soccer. I played soccer from four years old to seven years old, and then after that I jumped into athletics. So I was doing like track, track and field, and I was not good on my first day. But come back the next week, you know, I got given one tip, and that one tip sent me from coming last in all my races to winning my races. And I wanted to go every weekend because I knew I'd go there and I'd, I'd be winning, winning races. So it's just a compounding effect. And if you, you start young, it's much easier as you get older. Yeah. I'm trying to guess like, what would the tip have been if you're finishing last all your race and they start winning and they're like, James, you're supposed to run like you're walking. Everyone else is running. You just need to, you just need to pick up the pace a little bit. Well, so the, the first week I went out, I, we were running a 70 meters. So I was eight years old. So you had a 70 meter mm. uh, sprint. It wasn't a quite a hundred. And I got on the start line and I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm pretty fast. I might be able to win this. I was talking to my dad about what we're going to do. I was like, yeah, I'll go out there and I win. And um, I had no idea what, like, if I was any good or not. I was, yeah. I'd never really 
only the only person I'd ever raced was my brother, and uh, that was about it. And got out there, and the I was racing two twins and one other fella, and so there was four people in the race, and I came dead last by like a fairly long way. Um, in my in my eyes, it was a long way. I was like, oh man, I don't want to do this anymore. And then immediately got down about it, and I was like, far out. And I went and did a few of the other other events. Didn't do great at them, and didn't enjoy my time. And then the next week, I didn't want to go. And then my dad said, "Hey, maybe you should go back out and have another go." And um, he was going out with my brothers and sisters anyway as well. They were all keen to go back out there. I was like, mm. "Oh, I don't really want to go." Ended up going. And um, I had just we had just moved interstate to to SA, South Australia. And I, one of the one of the girls who I was going to school with who I just met in that recent last two weeks at school, her dad, she was there too. And her dad was there and he said, Hey, um, I'm Steph's dad. Uh, I'll give you a tip. I'll give you a tip for running your, uh, your, your 70 meters. I saw you run your 70 meters. And this week we were running, we had 70 meters again. And he goes, I'll give you a tip. And he goes, last time you were looking on both sides. So you were looking sideways and you're also hunched over. He said, just look at one spot beyond beyond the uh the finish line keep your eyes on that don't take your eyes off it and stay standing up tall and i was like okay cool all right so stay standing up tall focus on one point behind the finish line and don't take my eyes off it that's all i did and then i went from coming dead last to winning all my races and did you stick with athletics then yeah i did i um i ended up sticking with athletics uh i went to to state to state uh competitions every year for about five years yep every year for about five years and yeah i picked up some medals at states like i i won the shot foot i got second in the high jump i never medaled in any of the sprinting races i got fourth best best i got was fourth um which i was devastated about um and i got a i got a handful of fourths and fifths in the in the running races but never got a medal there but yeah my only medals were shot foot and high jump uh, how many siblings do you have I'm one of five. So I've got two brothers and two sisters. Wow. Okay. And what did your, uh, what did your parents do? Did you move? Did you, you said you moved there? Did you move around a lot or was that just like a one-off? Uh, no, we just kind of like a one-off. We, um, okay. yeah, my dad was like managing, managing pubs and hotels and, um, mum was handling the kids. Yeah. Five is a lot in fairness. You're not like, nobody, nobody wants to pay childcare for five kids. It's like, I'll just take the hit. <laughs> fuck no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get sick i get sick when i have to pay it for two it's like oh fuck this um <clears throat> so um you you provided me with one of my favorite uh crossfit sport moments uh um, oh yeah to date uh i was at the games in 2019 and i just remember i was sitting i was like sitting beside my wife um and I was just like, the fuck is Newbury doing? <laughs> I think was it was it Ringer One where yeah, you ring, just ring like absolutely fucking took off and like you know when you're there like you've no commentary like you can't hear really anything that's going on at the end the MCs are there and stuff but sometimes it's kind of hard to hear them or whatever and I was like yeah just I was like does he know is like does he think the workout is the same as everyone else does he misread like what the calories are or something um, oh, that shit. was incredibly impressive uh like so enjoyable and i remember just saying like i mean man if he can keep this up for the second one it's fucking ridiculous um when you like look back so obviously you've been there like four times you were on the demo yep. team 
2021. Um, and then uh, like even just all the bits like Torian and all those other bits as well. Like it, are there are there highlight moments or are there like things that really stand out for you or is it kind of like does it all blend together? Yeah, there were, there were definitely some highlight moments. The Ringer one was definitely a highlight, although I couldn't enjoy it because I was so fucked at the end. Um, but what was the what was that, the reasoning behind just going? Like, was it just well, to get an event win? You just thought you had it? Yeah, I, I thought I, I that was an that was an event that I thought I could win, um, just given the movements because I know uh, we had done a lot of training with those types of intervals in terms of like sprinting on the um sprinting on the assault bike for you know 40 cows and 50 cows at a time on repeat so i knew i could do it um but also knowing that there was another event back to back on that one that people may try and do okay in both it gave me an even better chance of doing well in that event because that second event for me burpees and overhead squats i was never going to be a race that i was going to be at the top of anyway i may have done the best i may have done in that workout would have been you know maybe middle of the pack so instead of going for two middle of the packs um i figured and my coach michelle at the time was just like hey man don't worry about the second workout just send the first one try and win the thing and then just get through the next one however you feel you can i was like fuck okay sounds great it's like kind of what i wanted to hear (laughs) it sounds great until the workout is over and you're like everything's double yeah 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 well that's exactly right once i finished that thing i felt okay once i finished but then progressively in the rest period i got worse and worse and worse i'm telling myself no no you're okay you're okay you're okay and then i went to jog off the start line for ring of two and then i literally jogged for two steps and then walked <laughs> walked it yeah i because i remember being there and being like geez he's like he seems totally fine and you took a couple of steps and I was like oh no he's not fine no <laughs> just I was like, not no. fine my judge my judge was laughing at me yeah yeah um what are you doing all all of those like uh do do the years like are there are there because like say maybe i'm different but i don't know if someone asked me about my childhood or about like you know i kind of put you on the spot there about like what advice were you given in a race or whatever like like if some like i kind of feel like i woke up when i was about 14 and my like memory just started like that i can't really remember anything before that and like sometimes my wife would be like oh remember you met that person but and i'd be like no and they'd be like no remember like we were there like we were chatting for about three hours no no clue and then maybe if i see their face i might remember it but like for you for those like four years and obviously you know like an awful lot of stuff has happened in the last even if you just look at the last say six years just sporting wise a lot of an awful lot of stuff has happened for you are you able to like separate out those different years and be like oh 2019 that was year ringer one 2018 that was whatever 2021 that was whatever like are you able to separate them all out and have like specific memories of each yeah there was there's some specific stuff that um maybe i'll keep i'll keep it down here um yeah look there is some specific stuff that kind of like each year kind of stands out um a lot of the years kind of feel like they do blend into each other but that's kind of the majority of the way that's the majority of how i felt during 2016 my rookie year 2017 and 2018 um the only big difference year there was was 2019 because i didn't place where i wanted to place in 2016 17 or 18 it was a lot of a lot of Oh shit moments like fire out like uh this is I've just worked so hard for this and i'm not placing where i want to place 
Um, but there was little things in each year that I could take away. And then all I wanted to do in 2019 was I wanted to have more good memories of the competition rather than sh like, rather than far out. I tried so hard and I didn't get anywhere where I wanted to get to. Yeah. So that was like my one goal was to just enjoy more than 50% of the, the CrossFit games because um, for a lot of people, like going to the CrossFit games is like an absolute dream. But unless you're doing, unless you're doing well, if you're a, a serious competitor, unless you're doing well, it's not a fun thing to do. If you're just going out there getting flogged every time it's a, it's a hard lead up because you dedicate all your time and energy into this one, this one event for the year. Well, including, well, not including like regionals, but you, you invest all your time into it. You sacrifice other experiences, which is why I'm making the most of my time now. Um, you sacrifice um, a, a lot to do with your relationships. You sacrifice t so much stuff. And then you get to this one thing where you have to perform or where you put all these expectations on yourself to perform. And that can be, you know, that can be a detriment like to you in the long run at your competition, which is why when I went into 2019, which was a season I didn't even know if I wanted to do or not, I, um, I just kind of said, you know what? I've already come back to the CrossFit Games. I've been to the Games three times. I've got nothing to prove. I'm just going to go out and have a, have a good time and just send it. Just send mm -hmm. it, roll the dice more. And I had such a better time. I approached my events with a lot less, uh, a lot less anxiety and uh, fear of failing. I just was like, oh, you know, screw it. And it paid off like really well. Like I just kind of just went for it in each workout. Um, but I, my preparation was fantastic. Like I had a very good taper. My taper was the best tapering I've ever done. Um, my preparation was specific. Um, the, there was purpose around all the sessions. I wasn't overtrained. I wasn't undertrained. Everything was just aligned really nicely. And I was with a great training environment. Like I was training with Michelle Laton, Pat Velma, uh, Laura Horvath, Sam Cornoyer. And um, yeah, we just, we just all like had a blast getting prepped for this thing. And it was just, it wasn't an overload of work. It was just enough for me to, to be as well prepared as I possibly could to be able to recover back to back from these workouts, but not be so far over so far over trained to the point where I couldn't taper properly. So are we, were you at DECA for the other three years, the three years before that? No, no, no. So for 2016 <clears> and 17, I was with raw strength for 2018. I went and trained with Tia and Shane and then um, 2019 when they moved to the U S and that's when sanctionals came involved yeah. Tia and Shane moved to the U S and then uh, getting prepped for individual sanctional events. Um, was going to be too difficult because at the time Shane was only programming for Tia. Um, so trying to prep me for an event at a different time, yeah. Tia's at a different time would have distracted, you know, the, their time frame there. So um, I just said, no, that's cool. Like, I don't want to interrupt your training. And I was actually looking at trying to get over to the States in that year and to spend a year over there and just had so much going on back home that I couldn't make it happen. Um, so I just emailed Michelle and Michelle said, hey, yeah, I'd be, I'd be keen to, to to help you out, and yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. And you you went back with uh, well with what was then proven or what's now proven uh, for was yeah. that for last chance or? Yeah, that was for last chance um, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that that season, like through twenty twenty, obviously with what happened with all the shutdowns and lockdowns and things, um, I kind of just didn't do much during that year in terms of like specific CrossFit stuff. I did maybe a CrossFit session once a week and then I kind of worked on some business stuff and then just signed up to 
I did some some criterium racing and did some did some triathlons for fun. I didn't really prep for them that much. I was maybe doing a handful of hours a week of triathlon training. I'd ride my bike once a week, spin once a week, and I'd run once a week. And then um, getting into 2021, I was like, you know what? I've got a bit of time. Maybe I'll have a have another role and see how it all goes. And then, yeah, I, I, I kind of like put everything off and put it off and put it off. And I started prepping for the um, the sanctionals or whatever they were called, the, the nationals, whatever the qualification was for the games, um, about six weeks out. And I was like, oh, see how we go. And I kind of got there and thought, oh, yeah, I feel like semi-fit. I feel okay. And then ended up having one terrible workout. I kind of sent it on a workout, which I probably shouldn't have. Um, it was like a 21-ring muscle-up into 21 squat snatches at 135 and I tried to go for the 21 ring muscle ups unbroken which is like equal PR for me on my <laughs> ring muscle up idiot and um, I really should have just gone in it done it in two sets and if I'd done it in two sets even three sets I probably would have walked away with a spot to the games um, because I ended up coming fourth that year and uh, then I just said I and I got sorry got last chance qualifier and so I kind of said oh okay well maybe I'll go fly over and spend um, the last chance qualifier training leading up with Tia and Shane and hopefully I can qualify there and if not at least I'll be a training partner for Tia because I just mm. enjoy my time with those guys so much when we train it's such a blast but I could definitely tell the gap the gap that I had given myself um, between 2019 and 2021 so that two-year period through 2020 and the lead up to 2021 how much training I had missed to now where the volume sat for, for Tia and the group there. Um, and like I hung in there, but only just um, yeah. in terms of the volume. Um, there were some workouts that I did well on and in training and the, I did adapt quite quickly, but it definitely, I had to, I had to really like, I had to really um, mentally prepare myself for every day of training there. So that was like, that was like a, a solid eight to 10 weeks of, hard hardest the hardest block of training that i've ever done and that that uh it rocked me pretty bad so because yeah, um, i was because i had um i had fraser on a couple of weeks ago and i asked me he kind of took the question up wrong and i like rephrased it but i was like i'm not fucking rephrasing it a third time um <laughs> but i kind of asked him like uh hypothetically if he like you know there's a lot of rumors around at the start when he retired of people saying like oh i bet he takes a year off and then comes back and he'd be like, you know, rested and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, hypothetically, if he gave himself 18 months, would he be okay? Like, would he be at a competitive level? Or if you take time off CrossFit, is it such a unique sport that like the gap that would appear in that, even if you're just kind of not pissing around, but like, you know, just keeping fit kind of, as opposed to like training fully, will the gap that arises because of that just, you know, leave too big of a mountain to overcome when you come back will the field be so far ahead that you're just kind of playing catch up so i guess like in a way you've kind of almost answered it a bit there i know like you dial things in i suppose more after that but like even the fact that you were keeping fit during that period of time it left you with Mm -hmm. like it sounds like a bit of a surprise when you went over to nashville yeah well it was it was a multitude of things it was um it was the heat. The heat was a big, big punch in the face. It was so freaking hot in Nashville. And 
yeah, like getting the training in and like the aerobic capacity was there. Aerobically, aerobically, I was fine. I was just not very, my ability and my stamina on like pull-ups and handstands and overall strength. Like we would like whittle our way down to the point where, you know, if I could clean and jerk 155 or 150 any day of the week, um, there'll be some days where I get into the gym and be so buckled that I would struggle to clean 120. So it's a big difference. Mm. Um, so I feel like you can, you can go into, you, you can have a break, but you need, I would say, I would say you need at least to get back. If I, let's say I wanted to get back to say 2019 fitness, um, and ability to handle that type of work. I feel like I could, I definitely feel like I could get back to that type of ability. Um, but it would take. I have to, I have to do more than a six week preparation, which is usually what I do at the moment. Like I'd have to do, I probably have to roll at least 12 months of training. Yeah. But is that, is is you getting back to say 2019, like say when you were at Torian most recently, like say last this, yeah, last year, 2022. Um, were you surprised at the field? Like as in at the ability of the field and I say, if you put those athletes, if you had looked at the 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 Torian field in 2019 versus the Torian field in 2022 there's there's a jump in uh in like ability and like no like volume a capacity to deal with volume and even if you look at like crossfit as a sport from like like froning when he was winning to Medeiros when he's winning there's a difference there between what was expected and what was required and the numbers and stuff like do you think that when you say that you'd need that time is that to get you back to where you were in 2019 or to catch you up with where the field will be at the games that year do you know what I mean I think my ability in 2019 would have done very well in 2021 2022 um I think there is a big difference. There is a difference in terms of volume and things like that between, you know, Rich Froning's era, Matt Fraser's era, stuff like that. Um, but uh, I think it takes, that's a, it, it's more than a year or two. I feel yeah. like th- those types of transitions take, you know, it's a five-year gap. Yes, definitely the boys. The boys are a lot stronger uh, for sure. Um, overall, I feel like overall the boys are a lot stronger. Um but in saying that, like, I feel like, I feel like at peak, I feel like at peak in 2019, even 2018, um, regionals level, um, I feel like that would have been very competitive in 2021 and 2022. Like that would have, yeah. I, I even 2021, for instance, this is, <clears throat> and I, like the boys are so good. Like they are getting much fitter and much fitter and they are very fit. Um, I feel like it wouldn't. I, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say. It's a very tough question. But yes, I feel like twenty nineteen fitness peak fitness would have done. I would have qualified. Would have qualified twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. This year, this year or oh, last year, sorry, twenty twenty two, leading into Torian. Um, like if I, and I said this to a lot of the boys, and a lot of the guys probably don't even believe me when I say it. Um. And this is not this is not to take away anything from any of the fellas there at all because they are mega fit and they put in the work and they've dedicated time and attention to it. Um, but leading into twenty twenty two, I would have to say, including the open workouts and the quarterfinals, I would have done 12, 
12 CrossFit sessions since Waterpalooza <laughs> 20, 2022. I would have done, yeah, maybe 12 CrossFit sessions. I was running. I was running maybe three times a week um, with, uh, with my ex-partner. She was getting prepped for a triathlon and I was just running with her. Um, I never did. I never did any since 2021. I haven't done a CrossFit session outside of a class format since 2021. And um, my running sessions throughout that whole season were running at running at her paces, which were, you know, 545s, 550 per kilometer paces and riding with her and, and swimming, swimming my own paces when I was in the pool. But um, so I was probably doing maybe three running sessions a week, two bike rides and a swim. And then I was doing, I did maybe a CrossFit session once every two or three weeks. So, and like, and, and in my mind, in my mind, I shouldn't have been at, at, at re, I shouldn't have been at Torian. Like I was, I hadn't put any work in for it. I like, I did however many open workouts there were in quarterfinals. And then, then I jumped in and did maybe three or four sessions in a class format leading up to Torian. And in my mind, I shouldn't have been there. Like I was expecting to get knocked out in the open, expecting to get knocked out in quarters. And then funnily enough, I went to Torian and then placed, I think, 17th or 18th, somewhere there. Um, I didn't even expect to be there. I expected to be last. That's how bad I thought I would have been. Um, and not to, and that, like it would have, and if I wanted to be up, say, in the top echelon with the boys, like with, with, uh, with Jay, then I definitely would have had to be prepping for the last six months, you know, like I probably yeah. would have had to prep for six months or at least get in a good solid eight to 10 week preparation to even be able to hang, but that would have been dedicated morning and night AM PM sessions. Like it does take, does, that's what it does require. Um, yeah, but I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared to put in that type of time anymore. Yeah. Do you, like, do you like CrossFit now? Like, are you kind of like, did you go off it a bit? Did you kind of fall in love with it a bit? Or was it just like a natural kind of other interest took over or, or was it the sacrifice? Yeah. yeah like, yes, yes. And uh, a bit of both, a bit of both. It's, I guess I just hammered it for so long that it, I now, I now have had my fill in a sense. I've had my fill in terms of super high level competition in CrossFit for sure. And, and like, I am coming to, I'm coming to Miami. I'm going to come compete next uh, at Waterpalooza. And I just have a blast doing that type of stuff, jumping in with a team. I have no, not a, not a bone in my body that wants me to go back and do individual competition at all. But I love I love jumping into team and and um, partner formats where you can work with someone to achieve a task together. I I, I actually really enjoy that. Um, I enjoy doing the classes. I don't enjoy going into the gym and following a program anymore. Like yeah. I just I don't. It doesn't fire me up. I don't. There's there's nothing about the way that I live my life these days that's like oh, I can't wait to go in and attack my program. Whereas that was very different when I was like 25, 26, 27, 28. I was like fired up. I was like, I couldn't wait to open my program in the morning. Um, but nowadays it's just my priorities lie elsewhere. Like I'm focused on my businesses. I'm focused on um, th- those are my priorities. And then, you know, then I just get, I get fired up about going and doing random competitions with people. You know, that's that's what I get fired up about. You know, whether it's a, an Ironman triathlon or a strongman comp or a powerlifting comp, or you know a long ocean swim or, or something unique or an adventure race or uh you know uh an, an ultra an ultra marathon or something like that i would get fired up about that but i don't particularly want to do a uh a structured hardcore structured preparation for it because i know that if i try and put give myself hardcore structured preparation that i'll go want to go to the nth degree and be the absolute best that i could be at it 
and then my businesses would suffer because of the attention. There is mm. a balance there somewhere and I'm getting better at finding that balance. But at the moment, my, my, the, what gets me out of bed every day is, is, you know, working on these businesses and turning them into, into something that, you know, is long lasting. And, and that's, that's what, what I haven't been able to do for the last 10 years. Like, I'm I'm trying to f- like formulate a sentence in my head to explain how remarkable I think it is that with essentially like fuck all training you made it to semi-finals and like gave a decent representation of yourself all things considered that like it's just you're like you're just an athletic freak like just no I just can't I can't uh like all the things that you're saying, like you're, I don't know, I know they're passe to you because you do them so often, but like for the average person listening to this or watching this thinking like, oh, I just do like, like I message you about, we were trying to set up this call and I mean, I have a few issues with the things that you said when we were trying to set it up. You were like, oh yeah, I'm a bit of an early riser. I'd be up around half four. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But <laughs> then you were like, yeah, we're running 23K. That, that was with like uh jason like lskd and then those guys i assume um yep. you're like i remember seeing that them advertising that saying oh we're running 23k i was like who the fuck is going to do that and then sure enough like james newbury like oh well, i'm running 23k but i can do it before then i'd be like i'd be getting sick like with nerves before going on <laughs> something like that but like all the things that you're talking about are just you know you're just kind of laying them out as if like it's walking the dog to the shop but it's like an Ironman, a triathlon, like running at someone else's paces for triathlon and, you know, like just kind of tipping away. And like, it's genuinely remarkable. The And I, I'm trying to think like there's someone uh, like Jason here is saying like it, it's it's genetics, but it's like it has to be like, like hay in the barn as well. It has to be like years of like the, the efforts that you put in to be ready in 16, 17, 18 um, even if you didn't, weren't happy with the outcome and then like in 19 and 21 like all those hours and all that has to just keep like your tank is just so full that you're just ready to empty it wherever. yeah yeah look i i don't think it's as much genetics as probably what people would would think i i don't i actually i really don't i really don't believe that i think there's i've laid a really good base foundation for years and years and years and it's not just a base foundation of the last six months of training or the last 12 months of training. It's about, it's a, it's a base foundation. I was committed to training since I was 12 years old, actually going out and training and going to the gym and getting up at 5am to go and train from Mm. 13 years old. Like I'd get to the gym before school as a 13 year old, because I wanted to be stronger at rugby league. I wanted to be a strong athlete out there. I wanted to be faster. I wanted to be able to tackle better. I was, I was obsessed with being better for such a long period of time. And so since, since then that's been 17 years, that's 17 years of commitment. Like I didn't, I didn't, when all my friends were going out drinking, I was not drinking. I was a Dezo driver. I'd still go out and have a good time, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't getting blasted every weekend. Um, I, I committed to my training, like training took preference over everything for 17 years. I, I don't think it's a genetic thing. Um, my my brothers and sisters, for instance, they're not like super athletic. Um, I'm sure they probably could have been, um, but you know, mum and dad weren't athletes either. Um, I, I feel like it has a lot to do with years and years and years of obsession. That's what it comes down to. And now that I can, and also experience, because the reason that I don't fear going and running, if if someone said, "Hey, let's go run a marathon now," 
and I'm pretty buckled after yesterday's 23 Ks because I run at paces that I just haven't been doing for the last, well, since the last Ironman about a month ago. Um, since then, I've run maybe two or three times. Um, and I'm pretty sore. But if someone said to me, hey, let's go do a marathon right now, some most people would be like, holy shit. And I'd be like, I'd be fired up about it. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, let's go. But the only reason that is, is not because, not because... I know that I could run a good marathon time because I wouldn't. It's just because I know what I would expect it to feel like. I have experience in doing it um, and I kind of know what's coming. So the experience of sharing a marathon with somebody else and the memories that I'd create from that vastly outweigh, you know, the pain in my feet or my hip flexors tightening up, my back getting stiff. That's what I look forward to the most. And that's why I don't really fear having a crack at these events because number one i don't care if it pushes me hard number two i'm not really afraid of failing if something fails on me to the point where i can't finish it you know that's out of my control um but i will do my best to absolutely get it done so it just comes down to experience as well like if someone said hey let's go let's go swim 4ks i know what swimming 4ks feels like so yeah that's cool let's let's go do it but doing something outside of my comfort zone um, that I haven't done before, that would make me have a second take at it. But I know that I would be interested in doing it because the experience would vastly outweigh my fear. Mm. Um, you said there that you you, you were like ded- dedicated, like obsessed for like 17 years. Had you uh, like, was there an adjustment period after that was over? Like say when you said like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just like, you know, pump the brakes a bit and, you know, like coast a little bit and change my focus and that kind of stuff. Like, was it like, did you have to mourn the old Newbury like and accept this new one or was it easier than that? I got told, I got told a lot that I should go see a, a sports psychologist to help me detach from being so obsessed with, with training, but it was not, that was not really, that's not my, that's not my mindset. My mindset was like, cool. Okay. Now that like, I'm very black and white when it comes to this stuff, it's just like bang or bang. Um, it's, I literally just replaced the amount of obsession that I put into training into business. That was all I did. And I feel great about it. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I live and breathe like trying to, to, to grow those things, but then I also get my fitness fix, which will always be a thing regardless. Like I'm a better, I'm a better business owner and a better business partner if I get my training done first thing in the morning. So, um, well, first thing well, before, before say 9am. Um, so I get up usually like a morning routine is I get up, I get dressed straight away, get downstairs at about, I set my alarm for 428 because 428 gets me, gets me to the, the coffee shop at, uh, 459 and the coffee shop opens at five. I grab a coffee. I'll sit there and do my, my non-negotiables, like my social media posts for the day, because that's where I get the best, the best, uh, reach throughout America and Australia at that particular time. It's like the highest engagement for me. So I do my posts then, then I'll get to the gym. Um, if I, if I want to do a CrossFit session at the moment, I am because I'm doing four weeks of preparation to get ready for Waterpalooza because I don't want to suck for the other boys. Um, I really just don't want to let them down and I feel like I might. Um, and then if not, if I'm not doing that, then I'll go for a run instead. Um, and if I do that, I'm a smarter, I'm a smarter person for the rest of the day. And I can put my best foot for, if I do that, I'm putting my best foot forward to be able to handle whatever I have to do with, you know, the protein company or the boys. So, um, it's, it's, uh, that's kind of like, that's kind of just how I do it. And I just basically subbed out obsession with training to obsession with business. And, and then I get my fix of training 
just registering for random events. Like I know that I can go and do some triathlon and I, I love doing that. It's a cool experience. And also going to these different destinations fire me up as well because I love traveling. So I hate flying, but I love traveling. So being able to say, oh, you know, let's go do maybe the, the Nice 70.3. That'd be great. Or let's go do, you know, the the, uh, the New York Marathon. Cool, let's go. That's like an, an experience. And if I can jam pack, the rest of my life with super cool experiences like that, that I, that I know that I can achieve. Um, I'm going to have fun along the way. I'm going to experience new things. And I'm also kicking goals with, you know, my high priorities, which is growing my businesses. It's like, it's, I'm kind of just doing all the things that I, I really want to do. It's like, when I get asked, what do you do for fun? It's like, I kind of do it every day. Um, how did the team with Nick and Yana come about? Because I like I jokingly called you guys like the slot machines because it was like someone just pulled a lever and these three faces just popped up. Yeah, that's honestly that's pretty much how it went down. Um, Nick reached out to me and I was going to Waterpalooza anyway uh, because we're taking the boys there. Uh, and uh, Nick reached out and said, "Hey, mate, have you got a team for for Waterpalooza?" And I said, "Nah, Khan's ditched me, and so is Matty Delugos. They ditched me." Um, and he said, "Do you want to jump in a team?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Who's the Who's the third? And he goes, "I'm not sure. Um, maybe Maybe ask uh, Roycey." And then so Roycey couldn't come. And then he goes, "Oh, maybe ask. Uh, do you know?" He goes, "Do you know Yona?" And I said, "Oh, I've spoken to him a handful of times at uh, at the games." Um, so I just messaged Yona and I said, Hey dude, do you want to jump in our team? And he goes, well, I'm going to be there doing indie anyway. So yeah, I'll jump in. I was like, okay, cool. Um, are, are you nervous about it? Are you nervous about, because I don't think there's many people going elite at, even on a team at Wadapalooza who are like, yeah, I'm doing four weeks of prep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nah, 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 it should be okay. I'm a little bit nervous cause I don't want to let the team down. Yeah. Um, but nah, I'll be all right. I'll make it work. I, I did. When I so the same thing happened at Down Under, uh, the Down Under CrossFit Championships was the amazing, amazing competition, by the way. Um, I was going there to work, I had fiber, I had the fiber stand there, and then I got a message from one of the boys saying, Hey, can you take my spot with Roycey and uh, and and Jack? And I was just like, Oh, far out, I've done, I've done nothing, <laughs> no prep. And I said, Yeah, okay, I can jump in for sure. And I was expecting absolute carnage. And I like I held my own. I think I think, yeah. and I hope hopefully the boys concur. But I think I held my own decently enough. That, that the difference between what I how I how I compete now to how I, I did compete, say in twenty nineteen at peak, it's just battery. Like it's your battery turnover. So yes, I might be okay for one workout or two workouts, but then your ability to repeat is gone. Like you just mm. don't have. You don't have those reserves to keep going and going and going. And for instance, let's just say you were to do it, you know, five second, uh, five rounds of 20 cal max outs on the five minutes. My ability to maintain times for those five efforts back then would have been very close. Now I would do one, maybe two of those at the same time. And then it would drop off very quickly after that. Mm. That's the type that's trained. That's like training. And that's what mm. we do. Like, when we go to regionals or the games, your ability to maintain that pace for longer than the other person is what is key. And it's the same thing with running a hundred meter sprint. You know, Usain Bolt, everyone gets up to top speed and it's like, who can hold that top speed, you know, for 10 meters longer. That's all it is. It's like, who can mm. maintain their threshold for a little bit longer. And my threshold, I can get there, 
but it doesn't stay there very long. It drops off very quickly after that. So this is why team is good for me. Well, not good for me. I'm. There would be other people that would be better suited to team than me, but it is good for me because I get to get to the point and then tag somebody else in to hopefully take some work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there is other people who'd be better placed, but fuck those guys. Everyone wants to see Newbury. So. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, that yeah, was that. Yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be Brandon Swan on that team, was it? Yeah, correct. Yeah, because I messaged <laughs> during the. During the weekend, I messaged Royce and I was like, fucking hell, Swanee's looking fairly good. This, the fireman stuff is obviously suiting him. And he was like, yeah, it's the best he's looked in years, to be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. he was, I think he was still listed on the competition corner, like page or whatever. Yeah, that's, um, and you mentioned there the, the, uh, the boys are going to, uh, to Miami. And that's like, how is that launch gone? Is that, is it going like as you expected, better than you expected? Yeah. Is it harder than you yeah. thought it would be? No, it's it's kind of as expected. Um, you know, you always um, people are asking if you're actually wearing pants or if you're currently sporting uh, some some budgies as well. I think right now, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, Travis's point is. I remember when I put this up first, he was like, "I mean, if he doesn't wear pants, the views are going to be better." So maybe you should just ask him if he's doing. Yeah, I'm and I'm I'm actually wearing pajamas. It's quarter past eight <laughs> p.m., so I'm actually wearing pajamas. So that's the answer to that one. <laughs> no, I've got pants on. I'm gonna. I'm about to go train. I gotta. I gotta do. Um, I gotta. I gotta get in some sessions. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go and train up at uh, Torian today. Um, I'm gonna Very drive good. up to Brizzy. Uh, but uh, it's a public holiday here because um, that's what Australia does. We have as many public holidays as we possibly could. Oh, do you do that thing um, where you carry it over? If it's a Sunday, you carry it over. The public holiday goes. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only way to do it. Nothing else makes sense. No, we have so many here in Australia. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, like the boys, the boys actually, it's launched, it's launched really well. There's lots of things to iron out, like with, I guess, with that stuff. It's not something that I, I, we want to rush or we want to, or, and it's not something that Khan and I are doing full time. If it was full time, different story, but we we both have a lot of other things on at the same time. So we're rolling this out and we're not rushing it. And, and you know, over the course of time, we'll iron out all the things along the way that make that will make it better and you know we'll have new designs and new things coming out and we'll you know we'll do the kids and the girls and all these things will come in due course but um at the moment we're both just navigating our busy schedules and and doing the best job we possibly can right now and 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 i will have time i will have time to work on it more and more and more over the coming months and we will iron things out so it's just a nice streamlined process for us both but it's a passion project at the end of the day for us it's, it's we want to have fun with it you know we want to as an opportunity to, you know, to create cool memories and to, you know, do social gatherings and parties and, and, and have that as a way to, to connect with people and also as a way for people to be able to express themselves as much as they can in their own way. So if we can create a cool community around what we do with La Boys, it's all about having fun and, and just being as much as who you are as you possibly can be. And, and I think for a long time, for me in particular, I felt like, especially when I was competing through, say, 23 through to 29, 30, I had to, I felt like I had to portray myself in a different way because I felt like so many young people were watching me and, and hopefully I was inspiring in some, in some way to those that I had to be fairly, fairly, um, you know, restrictive on what I put up and how I, how I presented myself and maybe it wasn't fully me, um, but now I'm kind of, I feel a little bit more relaxed with, you know, just being a little bit more of myself um, and, you know, having, having a good time and also, you know, having like 
work, working hard, working hard, training hard, being very uh, goal orientated, but then also having a good time too. Like Elon Musk said this really well. It's just like, yeah, we can have all these goals, but if we constantly just chase these goals, we don't have any fun along the way. What's the point? So I want to make sure I'm having fun at the same time. So Laboys is going to be, you know, the the vector for that, which is having fun. And even with Fiverr too, my business partner, Matt, absolute legend of a bloke. He just wants to have fun as well. We want to create some very unique things and, and it, it goes hand in hand, which is why I'm doing both of these projects at the same time works so well is because we want to create unique, fun, innovative things. And we're doing both in both formats. So yeah, that's what I want to try and emulate. And, and I couldn't have asked for a better team for both. Were you friends with Matt before setting up Fiverr? Yeah, yeah. He's been my naturopath for about six years. Because like, I, I know like a lot of people, like the common advice is don't go into business with friends and you've done it twice. Like, has there been an adjustment period with either or has it been pretty seamless? No, see, seamless. Like the good thing about, the good thing about um, these, these partnerships here is that, and I've had partnerships in the past uh, and it is just being, being so aware of what the roles and tasks are i'll do this you do that straight down the line you know exactly what's required and i know for myself i have i have the dedication and the time that i want to put into particular areas of each of the businesses that i can i know exactly what's required of me they know exactly what's required of them and we just come to the party with what we do and having the like i think it's i think it's harder when it's a a brick and mortars business but ours yeah. are both e-com online things so um we we were able to navigate this very well and as long as each of us are doing doing our doing our things and yeah no we're sweet and you know there will there will be some i'm sure there will be because every business has adversity uh, no matter where you go but you know i think we're 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 both we're all old enough and mature enough to navigate that and, and have a, a simple conversation um, and get to the point and communicate well, which is you know a huge priority, especially when you're doing partnerships. You communicate what's required, and and we all have our head screwed on enough to know, okay, I need to do this better, or I need to do this more, or hey, I dropped the ball here, I'm going to own up to it. Um, and that and the both thing is we're like we're just we're all just really relaxed people. Um, mm. Relaxed in a sense, we all have our things. Obviously, we all have our things. Some some things may heighten us or give us you know some type of anxiety for whatever reason, um, because that's just the way everybody is. Everyone has a little a little thing about something. But in in the in a nutshell, we're all so easygoing that it's just like okay, well this is what's required. Here's what's going on. And I love project managing, so I can be like, hey, here's the structure. Um, here's here's what I need. Um, if you can do this, let me put it into place. And that's, and that's kind of what I do. Well, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm guess I'm half decent at making sure that I can have a look at the big picture and make sure that we're, we're allocating tasks to the right spots and getting them done in, in, and I'll get better as I go on. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was funny when, when, uh, the boys launched, I was like, well, subtlety is not in the realm of like what I'm seeing here. And like, I, like would never dream of wearing budgie smugglers. I don't think anyone would want to see me in the meter, but even, even, <laughs> even I looked at that launch and I was like, I want like 10 pairs. I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. I'll just like hang them. I'll wear them as I'll knit them into a vest. I don't care. I just want yeah. to be involved. Um, yeah, that was like, like Jesus. It was uh, so over the top epic. It was yeah. just like all the, 
I, I can't imagine how many people had epileptic fits looking at the strobe lights and the and then the <laughs> motorbike like donuts on the motorbike. I was like, geez, these guys are not going half arsed into this. That has right. to be like just you just wrote down everything fun that you wanted to do, and then they were just like, yeah, okay, no problem. The the, the to be honest, the the Trinity Trinity Media boys who put that shoot together they did everything we kind of just said hey here's the kind of vibe we want we want a little bit out there blah 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 and we just thought we were going to just you know maybe do some shots down the beach or something like that for 20 minutes but we got there and these guys had blow up swans and and pools inside the studio they had a guy on a motorbike that we were just doing just wild stuff and they're just like let's try this and so i can't thank the those those boys the trinity media group they were just like and they're just like us too. They're just lads having a, having a go at what they do, and they're very good at what they do. And it's like the partnership there is is um it's it's epic. So you now wait until you see what's coming because we have some even better stuff than that coming. Like it's going to be even it's going to we're going to up the up the ante a fair bit, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's the, yeah, because I remember I messaged Khan after it came out, and I was like, this looks pretty insane and he was like i feel like can's done a lot of weird shit for like shoots and you know i feel like he'd be up for most anything and even he was like yeah this is the weirdest fucking thing i've ever done like he was like this is like beyond where i thought i'd be yeah yeah well yeah there's um we have some cool ideas with what's coming up as well like there's gonna be if that if that blew your mind just wait you won't even have a body at the end of it <laughs> um <clears throat> with fiber then so uh have, have you always been plant-based uh i've been yeah i've been plant-based for three years um what spawned it or what made you change for, for me it was just you know i i just didn't want to contribute to harming harming anything i didn't want to i didn't want to be the one that you know either was to do the harming or paying someone else to, to to hurt something else that you know i i loved and cherished and that was the that was the main thing and and i knew that i could i could live my life eating eating all plant food and be as good as good as what i wanted to be um without without being the cause to to stress um to pain to suffering and that was literally it i just didn't want to i didn't want to be a part of that industry and and i think that industry a lot of things get swept under the rug and and that was not something that i was willing to put money money in the pockets of people that were doing that to to animals which you know, I, I felt was wrong. Morally, it's just wrong, doesn't sit in my values. And yeah, I just decided one day it's like, look, enough's enough. I, I put that off for quite a long time because selfishly, I wanted to be a high level athlete. And I thought that I had to be eating a certain way or doing a certain thing to be that high level athlete. And, you know, all along that actually wasn't the case. Um, a lot of people would say, like correlate, say my drop off in say competing at the CrossFit Games correlated with when I went plant-based. But to be honest, it was can't be further from the truth. My priorities after 2019 changed dramatically. I wanted to, after 2019, placing fifth, I had done all I possibly could in the CrossFit space. Like, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go back and, and try and shoot for, you know, shooting for any better was going to be a task that I don't think I could have committed to. So that kind of like at the same time, I also thought to myself, you know, well, I want to, I want to do, I want to go plant-based. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, the cause of, of of these particular things in the industry and in the planet and um and it kind of just all happened at the same time so and and since then you know like i've hit prs in all of my strength lists i've been I've run faster than i ever have i've i've set records in all of my individual aspects um after being plant-based and and that's and that 
that's something that probably not a lot of people are, are wanting to know. They just, you know, they just correlate, oh, he stopped competing at the CrossFit Games competitively after 2019 when he went plant-based, but it was never the case. Hmm. Were you adventurous with food before uh, giving up meat? Oh, so even before I gave up eating meat and, you know, I never, I hadn't done dairy for the last like six or seven years. Um, but was yeah, that a lot like of a, my- a, diet, a dietary thing, the dairy or why was that? Oh yeah. I just didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to, to drink, to drink milk. Like it was never <laughs> okay. a thing. I didn't, I didn't feel like, didn't feel like I needed, needed uh, breast milk from another animal. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I felt like I just didn't need it. So I didn't have it. Um, but I was, I was predominantly, I was 80, 80 plus percent plant-based anyway. So I was eating a lot okay. of plant food regardless. And I might have, you know, some chicken or beef or, or lamb or pork or something once a day. Um, and that was like, you know, maybe for dinner, but the rest of it, I was kind of, I was still, even before going plant-based, I was still having tofu and tempeh and things like that anyway, um, from time to time. So it was, the transition was not hard. Like it literally did it. Like I said before, I'm a very straight down the line. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And mm-hmm. I was driving the car one day, just made the decision when I was sitting at a set of lights. Um, I saw a, a bunch of, I think it was a bunch of sheep in the, in a, like a semi-trailer next to me, just all crammed up to the nth degree with no room and space. And it was a bloody hot day. And I thought, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to, um, I'm not putting money in the pockets of people that are treating animals this way. So um, I literally just went to the shop, got some black beans, some tempeh, tofu, and just kind of went from there. And then haven't looked back since, have not thought to myself, oh, I missed this, or I wish I had mm-hmm. that, or I feel like, I feel like my performance is decreasing because of this. I went from having, you know, you know, PRs of, I think before, okay, before I went plant-based, my PR back squat was like 200 kilos. I had a 250, 255 deadlift and bench press, you know, about 140 odd kilos. And since then I've done a 260 deadlift, a 215 back squat, and I've done a 137.5 kilo bench press, you know, like it's, it's all, relatively the same, a little bit better. And I'm also a better runner than I was before. So, you know, like, it's just, I feel like if I can do, if I can do what I want to do in my day to day, and I'm, and this is the thing, this is the biggest thing out of everything. I do not have to sacrifice anything. There's not one time in the last three years that I've had to think to myself, oh, I can't do that because of the way I eat. It's not a thing. So, Mm. and if that's the case, why would I not? Like, there's uh, just, why would I not? Yeah. Because, like, you know, uh, like, veganuary is a big thing, like, the last, like, two or three years, I've noticed it a lot. Um, But, like, I, like, say I had, we had dinner today, like, it's New Year's Day here still, and we had dinner today, and I had Brussels sprouts, and I was, like, patting myself on the back. I was like, ah, oh, man, eating Brussels sprouts, you're fucking kicking off this year the right way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, like, if I, I like my, I know my palate and brain and eyes and everything else are not broad enough to be like, that's fine. I'll just have some aubergine or eggplant or whatever. Like I know that yeah. just looking at it, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know how I, and I don't judge anyone else for only eating plants or anything like that. But I mean, like, I don't know, looking at an eggplant in a shop, I don't know how I can look at that and be like, I would digest that. <laughs> like, I just yeah. don't, I no, just can't. I know. Like... And, and, and in the same, in the same situation, I would not judge the other way either. And that's the yeah. biggest thing. Like I, I, I don't like, I don't like the, um, the, the, if you're not with own... us, you're against us kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that at all. Like 
Um, I think that's if you want to make people angry at you, that's what you want. That's what yeah, you do. Yeah. And that's just not, that's, that's not what I'm about. Like all I'm about is showing people that if you would like to do it, you can do it. And you can find meals that are extremely, extremely tasty at the end of the day, if that's the way that your palate wants to go. Um, you can do it. You can function. You can thrive. You can live healthier. You can be, you, you know, you can be happy. You can do all these things. And it just takes time. Like, I, I totally understand. Like, I don't walk through the shops either and, and look at an eggplant and go, oh my God, like mouth watering. That's <laughs> the, not a the thing. things I could do with this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at all. Like, I, I, it takes time to figure out what works best for you. Yeah. And it's, it's literally retraining. Like, you probably have a handful or half a dozen staple meals that you just love and you go to on a regular monthly basis that are just like, you know what? I'm hungry. Don't know what to have. Oh, I'm going to have this. That's my thing. You know, it just takes time to reprogram what that is. And, and it doesn't, doesn't take long, but it does take time. And I, in the beginning, you know, it didn't really bother me because, you know, I'm, I'm eating for, for fueling and that's it. Um, and then I do enjoy, if I want to have like a, something that's a treat, I'll make some pancakes and I can make them plant-based, you know, like I don't have to add any eggs or, or milk or anything to that to make nice tasting pancakes. Yeah. Um, but, and then I need to put the maple syrup on it. But it just... I think it's just it's a it's a it's a gradual effect for most people, and it's just about just trying something new, or like just having an open mind to trying something new. And it's it's not like you have to do this. It's just like try this, and then try this, and then try mm. this, and then just do it over the course of time. But you know, if anything, I would just say to someone, if you know, if you're yeah, if you're drinking milk, just the first thing to do is just get rid of milk, get rid of milk and dairy, like get rid of dairy. Yeah. Yeah, because I think like I gave up drinking like two or two or three years ago. Um, I was just nothing happened, nothing bad happened. I, like I was at a wedding, and then the next day, I just like I was hung over or whatever. But the next day, I was like, God, I can't remember anything beyond the speeches. Like I'm not. I was like, Can I even remember the speeches? I was like, Geez, I actually don't remember them at all. And I didn't do anything bad. I didn't like embarrass myself or anything. But I remember afterwards just being like, Jesus, what is the point? And then. I, it sounds like just this, uh, like a similar parallel to you sitting the traffic lights of like, what's the point? And then I've never looked back. Now, if someone was like, oh, we're going to go out drinking, I'd be like, literally zero interest. Like, couldn't. Yeah. It's not even like I have to say no. It's like the reflex is just to say no. Yeah. And honestly, and that's like, I think that's where people either get to or they don't get to. I got to that, you know, with what my diet was like um, before. And you got to that point with, with drinking. It's just like, mm. It's, it's just, it's everybody's on their own individual journey. And I think you'll get to a point that something strikes true to you and you feel compelled to go through with it and you either do, or you find an excuse as to why the comfort zone that you were in is more comfortable than the one that you're moving into. And sometimes it just takes a bit of time to make that new comfort zone a little bit more comfier than the one that you had previously. And it's all a learning experience. You'll make mistakes along the way. You'll, you'll, you'll try something and do something or you'll have this idea that, you know, okay, carnivore diet's the best thing ever. It's like, okay, cool. Well, okay. See how you go with that. But you know, at the end of the day, just keeping an open mind, keeping an open mind to the idea that you do not know. We do not everybody, not just you and me. We don't, we don't know everything. We don't know. We don't have the answers to all. Um, you don't want to be a little bit humble and, 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 in that respect and, and lose the ego to thinking that you know everything and you have the answers. All I'm trying to do myself is to um, live as, as happy and as healthy as I possibly can with 
you know, causing the least amount of harm I possibly can to any other living being on the planet at the same time. Also trying to contribute to good quality life for all the people close to me and around me and having a, having a fun time along the way and, and trying to share experiences. And that's really it. And, and if I can do that and, and you, you don't want to boast about it um, and you don't want to, you know, force people into, into trying to do it or, or, or making them feel bad for whatever else they're doing, you just want to do it along the way and, and just, and that's what I use my social platforms for. I don't love social media that much, but I do it to, to express to people that, um, you know, here, here's, here's what I'm doing. And if it inspires you to be better tomorrow, then, you know, week have done my job. Um, it, so have you always been, cause like, you, like I kind of consider you to be, um, and can as well. Um, I'd have you both in the same bracket of being kind of, um, I'm trying to think of like kind of on the hippie side of hipster, if you know what I mean, like kind of like on a, um, I don't know, like viewing things from maybe a different plane, de- definitely a different plane than I view them from, um, of like, you know, you're talking about harm, harming living creatures and stuff like that's like, I never punch anyone in the face or anything, but it's still not something that really comes into my day to day thinking or whatever. Um, and like, I admire that about the two of you that you have that kind of, uh, what would you call it? Like self-awareness. You can, you can harm that fucking bird. That's making noise there. Feel free to harm that one. <laughs> That's totally acceptable. Um, no, hey, but like, there's way too many of them. There's way too you, many. Uh, of them. Yeah, you wouldn't take them on. That's like that hundred size, hundred duck size horses thing. It's like you, the question is yeah. answered. Um, but I, I admire that about the two of you that you have this kind of like, I don't know, this level of self awareness. I think a lot of people like a lot of people claim to have, a lot of people aspire to have, but very few people actually get. Where like, you know, the fact that you knew yourself enough to say like, right, I'm finished with that level of being that level of competitor, I, I'm finished with that. And other people were like, oh, you need to talk to someone about this. You're like, no, I'm fine. And that you're able to like, just sitting in traffic, be able to make a life altering decision of like, I'm finished with like animal products. And then, you know, it's just like, it's remarkable. The, the, I suppose I'm curious, is that something that has that always been present? Like that level of self-awareness or, or is that like something that's more recent with age? Um, I feel like I've always had an element to that. Like I kind of always known what I want to do and I had always wanted to be my own boss too. So no one could kind of tell me what to do. I always wanted to figure it out. But the other thing, I think, I think that, um, what you were talking about that, um, I guess that hippie, hippie style of, um, hipster you were talking about, I feel like that only comes down to just having an open mind to all things and understanding that I don't know everything. Hmm. That is, that is it. I'm always, I'm always keen to hear someone's point of view or someone's side and just having an open mind. I feel like we shoot ourselves in the foot so often growing up with what we believed was, you know, the be all and end all and the facts are here and this is how we live our life. And this is the way we do things. If we restrict ourselves to those trains of thought, we're never going to progress forward and be better. And all I try and do is just have an open mind, listen to what people say. And if what someone says or what someone does or what someone shows me resonates with me enough that I love it. And I think it's a cool thing. I will give it a go. If something, if someone explains something to me or, or, or gets me to try something and I don't enjoy it and I don't like it, then I can leave it by the wayside. And if it doesn't, doesn't hit me hard or it, it doesn't align with my values, then I won't do it. I feel like we just get so caught up in, what our parents did, what our grandparents did, what our great grandparents did. And it gets, gets pushed along the line. 
I was like, shit, well, maybe what they were doing was not the best thing for the planet, the best thing for me and best thing for, you know, my brothers and sisters, you know, maybe some of them were, maybe, maybe one out of 10 things that they said to me was a good thing to do. So take the one thing, don't take the other nine just because it's coming from somebody else. You know, it's like, you need to, if, if you can just keep an open mind, I feel like that's probably what myself, Matt and Khan have in, in, in common. We have an open mind to all, 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 um, all ideas and if they resonate enough with us you know we might take them on and it might become a part of one of our values but if it doesn't if it doesn't sit well with me and you know anything to do with animal cruelty doesn't sit well with me and look and i know some people are going to get on here and probably think yeah well you know when you harvest plants and you grow you grow crops and things like that you're killing animals in the process I, it's like yes i look i understand that there's going to be some casualties um along the way when you're when you're harvesting crops for a millions and millions and billions of people um, but there's a difference between you know driving your car and and running a dog down on purpose and and driving your car and hitting a dog by accident it's a it's a very it's, it's two different sides of, of the story so for me it's it's trying to cause as, as little harm as possible and and that's the the plant-based side of things but then you know if you look at the broader picture here and that's looking at the way that i approached you know competing and look at the way i approach you know, my relationships and the look where I approach business now, I just try and keep an open mind as much as I can. And if something sits well with me, if something sits well, then keep it. And if something doesn't sit well, then leave it. Hmm. Um, it was, is fiber all plant-based or is it just, you have a plant-based range? So fiber is going to be all plant-based. Um, yeah, we won't use any, any animal products in any of our, any of our formulas. Um, at the moment we have, a plant-based protein that we're very happy with. Um, we'll continue to um, uh, evolve it as well. There's going to be some cool things we'll add to it, but then, you know, the next things that we've got coming out, they're all going to be plant-based as well. Some things, a lot of, uh, most of the things that we're going to be doing with plant, with, um, with fiber is a lot to do with the gut microbiome. So we're looking to increase health through the gut microbiome. And on top of that, give performance, performance, through different types of vectors. So we're looking at things that contribute to overall health, like, you know, uh, energy, protein, so amino acids. We're looking at things that enhance mitochondria pr uh, production, like production of energy. We're looking at things like healthy fats, so plant-based fats. Um, all the things that we can do to help invigorate the body to perform and to work optimally, whether you're an athlete or you're just looking for the extra kick to, you know, be better at your daily job or look after the kids. So it's just looking at the icing on the cake or that little insurance policy on top of a, a really good whole food diet um, that's just going to, you know, fill in all the gaps that you may be getting in, in your regular diet that you might be forgetting about. Um, and you do a podcast as well with, uh, is that Matt that does it with you? Yeah, yeah, Matt's, Matt's the brains. <laughs> Matt's the yeah, brains and he talks about I was going to say, because you were doing, uh, I saw a reel, I think you shared it the other day, of you were talking about like fats, healthy fats and, you know, plant-based fats and stuff. And within about three seconds, I was like, this guy's a genius. Like when he's talking, because he was, but like partially because he was just saying stuff that I didn't understand, but also because you were like nodding along, like, yes, this makes total sense. So once someone says something I don't understand and someone else is like, yes, you are right. I'm like, okay, th this guy knows his shit. Um, it was it, uh, was the driving force behind setting it up the fact that you felt that there was a uh, like a gap in the market for plant-based stuff and that there needed to be alternatives and then was uh, working with him 
so he was your naturopath i think you said like before that so was it just a no-brainer doing it with him yeah so matt, matt's very well known for being uh one of the best formulators in the world at what he does like he he's he's so in tune with what works well for the body that partnering with him was a no-brainer um but for me that there's so many plant-based there is a, i wouldn't say there's a gap in the market but there is also a gap in the market there there are so many plant-based companies out there doing a very good job and there are so many plant-based companies out there just getting an off-the-shelf formula from their local contract manufacturer and just putting it together chucking it on the shelf and then just doing it an epic job of marketing what we want to do is we want to not only provide the best most pure potent natural plant-based supplements we possibly can but also give education which is why we're doing the podcast and which is why it's one of the biggest parts of the business is actually the education matt has so much information to give out to people to help them be healthier and happier and be able to play with the kids until they're 90 years old or 100 years old that none of that none of that information that he has in his brain he wants to hold at ransom for people who can afford it and only those which is why the podcast is free so education is just as much as a part of this as selling the supplements for us the supplements are going to give you some immense health benefits and they're going to help you increase your performance but on top of that if you don't buy any supplements i do not mind as long as if you listen to the podcast and you can take away one thing from each podcast that enlightens you or inspires you to to live a little bit healthier beautiful stoked i'm stoked with that and so is matt hmm. this this podcast is free as well it's like i don't want to hold any of the shit that's in my head to ransom yeah because i need to get Absolutely. that shit out <laughs> yeah i need to unload i need to fucking unload this stuff because it's a burden it's a burden on my yeah. soul my my murderous rage towards that bird that just needs to get out as soon as it's happening i can't hold on to that um oh man of all the sports that you've tried then, even if we just look at the last 18 months, I mentioned at the start, you know, like strongman and powerlifting and bobsledding and CrossFit and, you know, endurance races, ultramarathons, triathlons and Ironman and stuff. If if I said to you, okay, unfortunately, James, you actually have to make a decision. You can't have that uh, broad spectrum approach anymore. Um, starting for 2023, you have to go all in on one. Is there one that that would stand out? <sighs> to just do just to do for the rest of my life as recreation or to do to compete at the highest level possible uh just say even just for the year even just say for 2023 um i'm going to give you like a million australian dollars that's about 500 euro so i'm going to i'm going to give you a million australian dollars to go all in on one of the sports listed above which one would you pick uh, i'd go ironman triathlon is that just because of how demanding CrossFit is, whereas Ironman or Triathlon, you've got like three disciplines and you just do those three things if you want to? Yeah, look, I think if I went all in an Ironman Triathlon for 12 months, after 12 months, I wouldn't want to do it anymore. Um, but if I just, I've, I've been there, like it's almost like I've been there, done that with CrossFit and mm. it doesn't, it doesn't fire me up. It doesn't like make me jump out of bed. And I can't say that Ironman Triathlon makes me jump out of bed, like raring, raring to go. But if you said, hey man, I'm going to give you a million dollars and by the end of the year i want you to have your businesses to this level of of success then that would get me jumping out of bed for sure but in saying that i you know if there was one sport and i had this conversation
Oh, he got a call, I bet. Hello? Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there was one sport that I could have been a professional in, it would have been surfing for sure. I would have been, you know, I would have tried to be a professional surfer. I, I was never that good. And so that was probably one of them. But then again, like, yeah, I, I, I would have to say Ironman triathlon only because I'm so intrigued on how quick I could potentially go um, in an Ironman if I did 12 months of training leading up to it. Like my best time is a little over 10 hours. Um, and I would love to see if I could go like sub nine. I'd love to see if I could go sub nine and get myself in a position where I could do that. How many people did the last Ironman that you did? How many people did it? Yeah. Oh, where, think... where, where did you place? Like wh what position out of how many? I'm just trying um, to context. I'm trying to contextualize just over 10 hours for myself. Uh, I think uh, in the open division, not in the pros, like, so not a pro, but just in open division. When I did 10, 14, I think I placed maybe 25th in my age group, something uh, like that. 20th, 25th, maybe okay. somewhere there. It sounds impressive anyway. Like 25. I'm assuming there wasn't just 26 people and it sounds impressive. Nah, nah, there was, I think we had in total, in total for that, for Busso, there was like 2000 competitors, but that was male and female. Okay. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I've never, I've never been in a position where I could put in 20 hours of triathlon training in a week. Um, most of my triathlon preparation, I think the biggest week of triathlon training I ever did was like 12 hours. And, um, you know, that's like basically what the race is. So like, um, it's, yeah, most of, most of the time it's usually between five and five and eight hours of, you know, aerobic work a week. So I'd love to see what I could do off 20. Um, just out of curiosity, nothing, no, not like the sport is like, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with triathlon. Like I was back in the day with CrossFit and an absolute CrossFit proper. Um, it's not like that. It's, um, it's more just in intrigue on how far I could push my body and how fast I could push my body to go. Cause I know what I feel like going maximal capacity and coming in at 10 hours. I don't know what maximal capacity going in at sub nine hours would kind of feel like if that was, if that was an, a, achievable for me, I have no idea. I'd have to lose some weight. Um, but then again, you know, there's, there's some other sports that I wouldn't mind having a crack at, but you know, I'm at the moment, I'm kind of, I'm happy with rec stuff. Like if you just said, Hey, for this next year, you can only do one exercise. Um, one, one form of ex, one form of exercising, I guess I'd probably have to be surfing. I'd have to get back into surfing, which I haven't done in to the capacity that I did when I was in high school. Like I tried to surf as much as I could in high school. Just being out in the water with your mates is, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing better. Um, either that or like snowboarding or something like that. Cause it's sick. Yeah. Snowboarding in Brisbane would be interesting. I'd say. Mate, it's, it's like hectic up here. Like you see the snow, it's, it's going off. Um, will you just uh, take out your headphones and put them back in? Because there's a weird like clicking, there's a weird clicking oh. noise. Is that better? No, I don't know what. I don't know. When you speak, there's a weird clicking noise when you speak. I don't know why. I I am gonna I'm gonna let you go. Um, I think I've, we've kind of covered everything that I kind of wanted to to talk about. If you, like when you look at 2023, then just just lastly. Uh, your businesses that's that's your main aim is your business is growing your business so is that if you were to like list out your resolutions or, or your goals for the year are they all kind of business based yeah so um sorry i have to put you up to the my ear so i can hear you but yeah so view. um yeah so pretty much all my goals this year uh my most prominent goals are making sure that the businesses uh 
they progress on. We're looking, you know, trying to trying to strike for particular milestones and with 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 those things. Um, and then for competing in sport and my own fitness, it's just competing in as many cool events as I possibly can and and creating some cool memories. So. I don't doubt that I'll probably have anywhere from say 10 to 15 cool events under my belt by December of next year and hopefully they're just as random as possible and they're all fun and I'm doing it with lots of cool people and it's allowing me to meet new people and and um, share some sick experiences and that's all I'm really looking for in terms of athletic athletic stuff. Uh, if you're looking for uh, athletic experience, hang on a second, I'm looking for a comment. Um, have you seen Fit Wars? No, so, I haven't seen uh, Fit Wars. So Nick, Nick from Wad Zombie, this is an amazing view. Nick from Wad Zombie uh, set up. He set up Fit Wars, and he did the first edition of it, and it was Scott Tetlow and Colton Mertens went head to head. It was like an online um, workout. And the workout is announced just before they go, so they have to set up their their gym and their camera, or whatever, and they go. And it was live streamed. Savan live streamed. No, uh, Hiller live streamed it, and him and Brian Friend kind of co-commented on it. Um, and he commented earlier on saying that he wants to get you on it. So that could be one of your uh, goals for 2023 would be to do one of the football. I would be I would be so down for that. That sounds like such a blast. Like I've always like almost like a Friday Night Lights where it's just a head to head. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've always thought that would be a, a super cool concept to introduce. And hey, if, if someone wanted to do that, that would be great if they could just make it, you know, like a uh, a three thousand meter an, an Iron Man. <laughs> a three thousand meter swim. I would, I would be super down for that. Yeah. Um, well, listen. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's been uh, like fantastic to get to talk to you. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I got to talk to you. Um, I'll hopefully get to see you in Miami uh, when you're over there. Congratulations on everything last year on your whole career to date and all the changes that you've made. It's it's remarkable talking to someone that's so confident in who they are and just gifted in everything that they've done so congratulations and best of luck with the next year mate thanks so much for having me i've had actually had an absolute blast chatting to you so we shouldn't uh we shouldn't keep it too long before the next one agreed agreed um listen cheers thanks